0: Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello
1: and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number
2: 255. I'm Zahner. I'm Colin. I'm Zoo. And holy crap, guys. Pretty sure hell just froze over. It's like Reunion minus Schmidt Dog.
1: Well, Schmidt Dog is currently dying of plague. Um... Well, true, true story here. He actually got a new job, so hopefully soon he will be recovered enough from plague that he'll be able to join us again. But we'll see how that goes. But we, we've got another set of ears listening in. Na- besides the NSA, yeah, well, yeah. Besides them, <laughs> Nathan, how goes it? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Zook? Doing okay. This uh, our longtime listener. You just happened to be strolling by as we were recording and grabbed me by a know, collar and yanked me in. Yeah. Hey, you look like one of our longtime fans. You want to record in on this session? Yeah, sure. Hey, why not? Yeah, How
0: well, goes it? I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to get so, over a little bit of a head cold, but yeah.
1: So true story here is, is that um, I didn't have a recording buddy for this week's episode. I didn't know if it would be happening. Kind of last minute, I schedule one with Nathan. I offer, uh, hey, you want to guest host with us? And he goes, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And he and I are getting ready to hit record. And suddenly out of nowhere, Zoner hops on, who I didn't even know you were back in town. And then out of nowhere, Colin hops on. <laughs> so
3: this is—it's what happens.
1: What would you call that? Serendipitous or the play? Is that a word?
3: I don't know. But speaking of serendipity, we have the star of serendipity coming to Salt Lake Comic Con Fanex in a couple of weeks. That, Kate Beckinsale. I'm going to face palm
2: that. That was that was so smooth? bad. That, that
3: was so smooth. That you that say. was
2: the best sausage you ever had. <laughs>
3: Oh, I. Moving on. As long as I've had better. <laughs> well, hey. no. I mean, we're talking about Cape Beckinsale and sausage. There's nowhere to go but down for me there. Really? Because I'd go up. <laughs>
1: Hey, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at truckradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, Eagle Moss Limited and 4814 web hosting, all of which I'm fairly certain just finished writing an email uh saying that they now want to drop us.
3: Um, <laughs> like what the crap are they doing?
1: Also our friends over at Radio KSCR, you know. It's just it's just a love's fest of sausage and radio stations evidently.
3: Well, let me tell you, I've been in an environment for the last month where I had to be appropriate. I've got a lot built up, man. Is,
1: <laughs> says no one who's ever been at an extended stay for three weeks,
3: four, four. I spent the entire month of Cleveland, uh, month of February in Cleveland. <laughs> the month of Cleveland. It's a new a thing month of the calendar. Of That's, That's a horrible,
0: horrible month, and most people forget it.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> it screws up the man. Apple calendar like crazy.
3: And part of that month was 30 below wind chills.
0: And during that month, Cleveland shows up on the calendar.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was amazingly difficult. Hey, um, should we
1: get to some feedback? Kind of the nice thing about having... uh, I I did another Rewind episode last week, so we've only really missed... Yeah, yeah, we've done two. Uh, And the kind of nice thing about doing it every other week is that it kind of builds up some feedback in the mailbag. So we got two, actually, that comes in uh, from Glue. And he writes, uh, it was a nice surprise to hear Squishy's voice. This was on the uh, Sausage Rewind. Sorry, Dr. Squishy. Uh, I really missed his That Guy of the Week segment. I'm pretty excited for this new YouTube thing you were talking about. Yay, things. And then he writes in again, uh, the subject line is more feedback because apparently I think of dumb questions immediately after I sent the previous dumb question. Because we all know that geek dating isn't easy. It's super rare to find an awesome date who is also a geek and also has similar geeky interests. So, do you guys have any dating horror stories? Did I already ask this, novice geek glue?
3: Ooh, I'm sure Colin's got a yeah. Bunch. Colin, He's just there take squirming. It.
2: <laughs> Let's see here. Where I sat down and started watching Batman with a girl, and then all of a sudden she says, "That's Superman, right?"
1: And you're just like, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs>
2: just we're we're just done. It was done at that point. I asked her if she knew knew who the Avengers were and it was just like um i are are they part of superman too? Just, no. No. It's like a, it was terrible.
1: Okay, so Avengers you should know because it's a large movie franchise. It's quite current.
2: What well, was
0: this before the movies?
1: Oh, oh, good question.
2: No, this was Okay, there's no uh, excuse though. When right after the, the movie. second movie came out.
1: This is like last week. <laughs> See, everyone should know who Superman is and Batman, not because necessarily everyone should love them as characters, but because they're kind of iconic. It's like there are kids who have, in Somalia who have never seen a TV and have never owned a piece of paper in their life. And yet they know who Superman is. It's just, yes, it's one of those things that kind of defines us as being human. We eat we poop, we all know who Luke Skywalker's father is, and we all can identify Superman.
3: Well, and the interesting thing about that, too, is none of them are still using Windows XP. <laughs> <laughs>
2: True. One what, what of my dating criteria is, if they have not seen Star Wars, they're probably not worth my time.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to counter you on that one uh, and come to my wife's defense. My wife had never seen Star Wars before um, we got married. She'd never seen any Star Trek either. In fact, uh, quite famously, when we went and saw the 2009 Star Trek in theaters, she leans over to me and kind of elbows me and goes, I get it now. I get it. What do you get? get? Scotty, beam me up. That's Scotty. It's a person. I'm like, yeah. Welcome to the party.
2: So that was in the 60s, right? <laughs>
0: Now, my wife had never watched a Star Wars movie until just actually recently before watching episode uh, seven. We uh, started watching the original trilogy. It's the first time she's ever watched it. So I married a non-geek.
3: What did she think? What, what were her impressions? Uh,
0: she's not too impressed with the original trilogy, and she understands all the backlash against the new trilogy.
1: Or the, it's kind of hard not to see there. the backlash.
0: Yeah, she she watched it and she's like, oh, okay, I get what I get all your posts and stuff on Facebook now. I understand. That.
1: <laughs> I, I get the anger issues, sweetie. It's okay. We don't need to see therapy. I get it now.
0: Well, she is a therapist, so.
3: <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> I don't think I could be married to a therapist. Uh, the only bad, no, 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 no. the only
0: time it's been bad is w- during school when i you know go through a particularly rough patch, and I come home. and I'm just like, oh, just need to just blow off some steam. And she goes, well, how can I, can I help you set up some goals? Can we work? What can we do with this and that? She went into therapy mode and it was like, no, I just want someone to light a torch and go, okay, which building do I set on fire?
1: Okay. So glue, I think there's a horror story right there. Don't marry a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Geek or no. True, True story though. I actually know Nathan's wife and she's pretty freaking awesome. So so, as far as non-Star Wars fans, therapists go, she's she's top of the list. I, I think horror stories, none of mine are geek-related. I've dated some real, real weirdos, and none of the things that made them weird were about geeks. You know, it wasn't a geek thing that... I don't know. You don't have to date a geek. In fact, it's probably better if you don't, because then what else would you... I mean, if they already know everything you know,
3: what is there to... to to share. That's a good point. My wife is like, you know, it's funny. Cause my wife realized the other day that she is actually more geeky than she will admit. She, I found out she's a fan of red dwarf. I've been married to this woman for going on eight, nineteen 19 years. This is our 19th year. And I've never watched red dwarf with her. And <laughs> oh, i is the longing in his school? eyes. <laughs>
1: Did you like, she's like, oh yeah, I used to watch it with my ex-husband. I mean,
3: uh, and you're like, wait a minute, you like Red Dwarf? No, no. But, I mean, you know, she's got some geek tendencies. She's, of the ninth doctor is her favorite. Yeah, and that's just the thing. I think everyone, truthfully, even if they don't
1: identify themselves as geek, everyone has some geek tendencies.
3: Yes, I think so. And people don't want to admit it, but I think that... And we've talked about this before, but there's geek in all of us. We Mm -hmm. all geek out over something.
1: Uh, Next feedback. Uh, Glue, I don't know if that answered your question or not. Uh, I don't
3: have any other stories because I'm too old. Three of us are happily
1: married, and the other one is just a walking horror story of of courtship disasters. Well,
0: if you ever left work.
1: (laughs) We'll just give give you Colin's email address, and the two of you can talk.
2: I've I've got plenty of speed dating stories. (laughs) Oh, that I've
1: never done. Yeah, th- that wasn't uh, a thing yeah. when I was doing when I was uh, dating. Uh, w- next feedback is from Paul. Paul, um, he's from Scotland, and uh, Squishy and I made a crack about them being British anyway, <laughs> <laughs> which I was quite sure we'd get feedback on, and lo and behold, we did. Uh, we talked about uh, them having the Queen on everything, so they just love the Queen over there in Scotland. No, they don't. And he writes, she has been banished from the Scottish variant of all the notes, but all, almost impossible to spend in London since they're probably more likely to accept dollars. And he actually sent me pictures of Scottish pounds. And yeah, there's no mention of the Queen anywhere on them. I didn't know Scotland had their own currency. That's like almost making them their own country, right? Well, they've,
0: haven't they been trying to uh, get some independence? Or is that Ireland?
1: No, no, that was Scotland. They they had the uh, the ability to vote to stay, whether or not they stayed stay the, with the UK. Or out,
0: get out yeah. and they stayed with.
1: Paul, I, I kid because I care. I I know Scotland is not. I actually have quite a few Scots in my family. We are part Scottish, uh, the Highland gardeners and Hendersons. So the Scottish, branch and Japanese, which ones.
3: is awesome. Looking at you and seeing nothing but Japan. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, the Japanese Scots are a very very little known subset. You know. <laughs> we're, we're we're just a little bit to the uh, to the west of the korean scots
3: yeah I, I all i can think of right now is those starburst commercials with the Boy, you're scottish, scottish Koreans. Korean.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah um uh, okay so uh we have last bit of feedback here we go here uh and uh he writes uh, i have a theory about the future of technological advancement Okay, time to do a little self-promotion. I wrote a book. The book is science fiction based on about 150 years in the future, our future. As I was writing, I was having a hard time imagining what the future of science and tech would look like. I struggled with the concept for several months. Then one day I had an epiphany. In our current lives, we are approaching a point where technology will surpass the abilities of humans. In part, what I meant is that we already have tech that is well over 95% of the human population will never use to capacity, you know, like Apple users. But what I really mean is that we are not capable of using it beyond a point. To explain what I mean, let's look at TVs. We now have screens that are capable of having a higher pixel density than our eyes are capable of seeing. 8K TVs, there isn't a reason to improve on the picture quality for commercial consumption. Here we get to the point. Money is what drives most technological advancements. I'm not talking about Schmidt's homebrew inventions, but large companies. Right now, the focus isn't really on advancing new ideas, but taking the new ideas we have and making them affordable and user-friendly. So long story short, too late. My epiphany was, for the most part, I really didn't have to invent... I really didn't have to invent a bunch of brand new tech, but rather imagine simplified, compact, and different ways our current tech would be used. It could be argued that this was a lazy way to write a sci-fi novel, but it worked for my story. I also included several theoretical ideas, like common use of DNA storage for personal communications device, quantum computing, and non biological sentient beings. One of which started a religion centered around the evolution of information. Okay, that was incredibly longer than it needed to be, so I'll sign off. Wait, two last things. You mentioned Tesla as being a good example of new tech that we just haven't adopted as a society. Once again, it comes back to money. Did you hear about the local Salt Lake City Tesla dealership? Yes, I did. We'll go into that. Other dealerships in your area who have money lobbied against opening. I forget the arguments used, but they, will be, they were successful in stopping the dealership from opening. Currently, it exists with an empty building, empty lot, and several charging stations uh, that are open for public use. So for Tesla, at least locally anyway, isn't society not adopting the tech? It's people with money tech blocking. Also, I know Schmidty took a sabbatical, and I was wondering, how is he doing? Thanks. Nathan, that's actually your feedback. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that <from> was long. <laughs> Yeah, from weeks ago. Um, he wrote that right after we had Steville um, blast us <laughs> for not understanding tech. Um, and then we blasted Steville. And I, I meant to read your feedback on the air there, but I got in such a rant about Steevil that I didn't. And then we took a hiatus. And then Squishy came on, and I forgot about it then, too. And then I took another hiatus. So I apologize.
0: That's quite all right. I'm here.
1: <laughs> Let's go to your book, though. I, I, plug away, my friend. Well, it's
0: not officially available other than in its rough draft form. So if you want to read it, it's available with uh, spelling errors and grammar errors on Wattpad.com. It's a social media site for readers and writers. Just search for me, Nathan S. Little. And that's my book. The name of
1: it is Contact. We should – well, you should probably get a new title considering I think that's a Carl Sagan book.
0: Well – I wrote the title and then started writing, and then I was like, okay, this doesn't really work, but I started gaining followers and readers, and so I couldn't really change it midway. So I did put in the notes that I might be changing it for when the book actually gets released, which is probably uh, we'll, a year or two out. So,
1: I will get a link from you, and we'll put our link in the show notes. So if listeners want to uh, uh, check it out get some feedback, I think that'll work. I like your thought about future tech, though, because people don't really realize how advanced our tech already is and how it's closer to sci fi than what they really think. And that it's very possible that after 150 years, parts of it won't change. It'll simply become more commonplace and cheaper.
0: More compact, more simple to use. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like to think you know, you see, and I've told people this, and I've said it on the show, actually. You see, Star Trek. The Next Generation, which which was filmed in late 80s, early 90s, uh, and all the variants off of it, right? And you have, um, in many of them, the view screen. It's a window, right? And they have windows throughout the ship. That is stupid. It is just beyond... (laughs) No, it is. It's stupid. For one, it's a structural weak point in the ship. Two, it's an insulating nightmare. What happens if it gets cracked? If a micrometeor hits it, yeah, you depressurize the bridge and you replace the window? Modern spaceships
0: don't need any windows at all. You just put yeah. digital cameras around the outside of the hull, and you can look at the 360-degree view from without even turning your head.
1: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until Star Trek First Contact when he says, view screen up, and they're looking at a blank wall. And suddenly it turns on, and it's a holographic display. It was the very first time they ever used a holographic display. And that's what they're going to have. They're going to have 16K screens that take almost no power and are super easy to replace and are embedded everywhere. And their spaceships are just going to be these solid hulls because there's no point in putting a window anywhere. No.
3: Well, speaking of that, is there any point for windows in buildings at this point? Yes, because the technology isn't cheap enough yet and it can't quite replicate
1: natural light, but they're working on it. And there's also something to
0: say about weather. Being able to see like the rain pouring down makes you actually feel like you're there. When you walk in the rain's pouring down, then you go in the building, having that window with the rain coming down, it kind of centers you in the building.
1: Mm -hmm. About a year and a half, maybe two years ago, we brought up on this show that they're already putting this tech into certain cruise ships as a test. They have 4k and 8k cameras at the bow and stern of cruise ships. And then center cam- cabins cabins that don't have balconies or windows that would normally just be entirely closed in have these floor-to-ceiling huge 4k displays and you can switch your view between the bow and the stern and just leave it on and you suddenly have a perfect view
2: I'm on top of the, world,
1: of the
0: world i feel like that
2: would be nice to have in it offices where you're just completely enclosed in don't have a window to see the outside so you just have a wall that's this beautiful area
1: yeah no i agree um however i in my job i just got upgraded i now have a window i look right at a digital billboard <laughs> nice uh, and they're running a hemorrhoids ad i kid you not it's a digital billboard <laughs> right there at point of the mountain uh that's the so, best view you could have so if for. anyone drives on i-15 around the draper area there's that digital billboard right as you pass point of the mountain going north and it's like hemorrhoids all the time yeah <laughs> Nothing to say. I, yeah.
3: What do you say?
1: Mm, I just, sure, I just have ignore it. A
3: cream.
1: Thanks for your feedback, Nathan, though. And everyone, check out his book. I know you've been working on it for a while, so it's kind of exciting.
0: Yep, working on my second one right now.
1: Um, so let's talk about what happened over the last two weeks. And honestly, it doesn't feel like that much. But what did happen is worth talking about. Uh, first off, Zoner got hacked. Not really. It was the IRS, but I know Well, it probably. Just, it, I know I'm, it was honor's fault.
3: I'm just waiting for the email saying I get a year of free credit monitoring.
1: The government? No, they won't do that.
3: They did for the OPM hack. Yeah, but this is the IRS. The IRS will probably just audit the crap out of me for the next 10 years. We <laughs> yeah. noticed
1: that your identity was stolen. That's a discrepancy, so we've decided to audit you now because of this. I, just I fully make sure everything expect to happen. Yeah. Um, now, we knew that the IRS got hacked, but what was it? It was like 23,000 accounts, they said. Yeah, it was back in August, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it, it wasn't that many. It's like, okay, 23,000 out of a, a few million, a few hundred million. We should be okay. Oh, oh you Just mean it was kidding. more than a couple thousand? 700,000 accounts, at least. Now, doing the math, the chances that it's you are still pretty slim, but they have bumped up considerably. Time to pick up some hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> Was that directed at me? I, I don't know anymore I, from the billboard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Zoner, I mean, what would, be, what would you tell people to do now? You have the most experience with having this happen. <laughs> I don't even know the first thing to do when I get my identity stolen.
3: Um, just keep an eye on all of your accounts, really, is all you can do. And take advantage of the free credit monitoring. I got an email, though, the other day from one of the credit monitoring services saying, oh, there's alerts. You need to check these out. Yeah, the alerts were trying to get me to buy stuff. I was not happy, but they did have one valuable alert that, like, some new sex offender moved in, like, five miles from my house. I don't care. I'm fairly
1: certain that was your fault, too. Probably. That's the next step. Everyone's gotten your identity. Now just sex offenders are moving in everywhere.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah, probably.
1: Um, There's not much to add to that other than... Yeah. Well, actually, this kind of ties into our next headline in a really weird roundabout way. And here's why. So the next headline is, of course, Apple versus the FBI. If you've been living under a rock or in Ohio, you know... um, then you probably don't know this, but the FBI has requested Apple allow them access to the San Bernardino shooter's iPhone.
3: Yeah. I did hear about this while I was there. They did talk about it on the news. The reason why they
1: need Apple's help is because the phone is actually hardware encrypted. If you're not familiar with this, most modern mobile devices allow you to encrypt the actual device. And this encryption is strong enough that while it is theoretically possible to crack it, it would take a few thousand years. By which I'm fairly certain the statute of limitations has expired, as well as the suspect.
3: And the investigators.
1: Yes. So they need help. They need Apple's help to do this. And they are requesting that Apple um, help them crack it. Apple has fought back saying, one, we don't have a tool that can crack it. It's encrypted. It's secured. Okay, well, then we need you to build a special version of iOS that it gives us backdoor access into hardware hardware encrypted phones from here on out. Or at least in this one. Because the FBI says they're not trying to set a precedent, and Apple is rightfully pointing out. But by just creating this tool, which, again, does not yet exist, you are setting precedent. Now, this has gone... All over the place. Nothing has actually been filed. It's a lot of PR, a lot of wrangling from both sides. Microsoft, Google, Facebook have all thrown their lot in with Apple backing them on this play saying, yeah, it's unconstitutional. You can't do it. The FBI is saying it's part of an active investigation. We need this information. Uh, what's everyone's stance on this before we get into this?
3: I think it's a horrible, horrible idea for Apple to even entertain the, the thought of doing this. I mean, like you said, it sets precedence. It, You know that if they create something that allows government access into encrypted devices, it's going to be used for more than just the San Bernardino Shooters device. It's going to be used every single time anybody wants to look at anything, and you know it's not going to stay secure. You know that the government won't be able to keep keep it under wraps because they can't keep my identity under wraps. And so (laughs) why would they even pretend to be able to keep it secure? I think, I think Apple absolutely is doing the right thing by saying, no, we're not going to help you with this.
1: Nathan, what are your thoughts?
0: I I really agree. Um, By creating this backdoor, you're essentially creating a backdoor for anyone who is able to hack into it. So not only the company who's able to access it properly, but anyone who gets a hold or anyone who can, I don't know how to express this properly. Anyone who can get access to that, they also now have access to pretty much everyone's iPhones at that point. So th- by creating that backdoor, finger quotation marks, um, they're creating... Makes for great
1: radio, by the way. Yes, it
0: does. They're creating a, a security flaw that is huge.
1: Okay. Colin, as our only Apple user... Actually,
0: I I am an no, Apple I user. My wife, agree with my these wife guys. is an Apple user, so by default I am too. So I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: I, I, know, <laughs> I, I know. I, I didn't <laughs> want to bring that up. into the category. Yeah. <laughs> Sore subject. I, I, <laughs> but, no, I, but no, I I completely agree. I think it's it's one of those things where if the government has it, they're going to misuse it. I mean, we've seen it happen time and time again. And it's... It goes from government to all of a sudden, oh, look, someone got into our systems and stole that, so now everyone else has it, you know, just like Nathan was saying. It's going to be misused no matter what its purpose is.
3: What does this say about our trust of the American government? All of us, you haven't really weighed in, Zook, on your opinion, but the three of us here all agreed that the government will misuse it if they are given the opportunity I think part of that, part I, of that is they. I, I think that that says very bad things. That's a very sad situation we're in. Well, I was going to say, Wario, you know, I, I do
0: have mistrust in the government, but I do honestly believe that a lot of those faults that they have are made in uh, somewhat honest attempts to keep us secure, and then I would agree things kind of go awry, and you know, I think that's where a lot of the bad things happen. It's not necessarily them doing it on purpose. I think, you know, if, if they did create this backdoor, they would potentially get a, a, information on a threat, and then they would want to use that backdoor to see if the threat was credible, and then bad things could happen from that, or whatever, or it would come out in the public.
1: I, I agree. I, I don't think they're doing this to be malicious. I think you know the biggest thing going against the entire idea of a shadow conspiracy behind the government who just wants to subjugate us all and take over the world is, if that's the case, they're doing a really crappy job at it. They they, they just do it. This is not the way to go about it. My feeling on it is kind of complicated because, um, because of my Japanese upbringing, as slight as it is, I do kind of have the tendency that... To To side with the government or side with the greater society. And that is to say, look, you know, if this makes everyone safer, then sure, that's a good idea. But here's the thing. Um, the government, if if, for instance, Zahner is being investigated for something, OK, and someone comes to his door and says, hey, let me in. I need to investigate your home. He can say no. And they say, OK, that's his right. He can block them. They come back with a warrant. And the warrant says, yeah, let these people access the home and everything within it. And they have to actually clarify that. Everything in that home now, despite the fact it's behind a lock, right, everything is now up and open for investigation. They could go to to Zahner's desk drawer and, hey, there's a lock on it. Well, sorry, it's included in the warrant. They'll break the lock. They'll break the lock and they'll go right on in. So the question kind of becomes is, yeah, it's information, but it's information on a physical device. If they have a warrant, shouldn't they have the ability to do that? I'm not discounting what you guys are saying because I absolutely agree. I think that if, if they create the tool, they are purposely adding a flaw into their security at the behest of a government entity that can't be trusted to keep control of it. But from a judicial side. Doesn't it kind of make sense that law enforcement would have that ability? They do for everything else.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think that the government should have access to that stuff. However, if the only key to, the, to unlocking the encryption is in the person's brain, then maybe they shouldn't have shot them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and even if they don't, you remember the case in Colorado a couple years ago of the lady who used BitLocker on her computer? Uh-huh. And then quote forgot. unquote forgot That, the that password. was sarcasm, by they, the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but they couldn't make her unencrypt it. They couldn't give her get her to give the password, because that would be violating her Fifth right. Amendment rights. Yep. Now, there actually is an easy way around this. And uh I link here to an article from The Verge, and if you scroll down to the the three things that are clear, uh the number two one points it out the best, and I'll just read it verbatim here, okay? Quote, An unspoken theme running through the entire brief is the fact that Apple is clearly happy to turn over the contents of iCloud backups to the government. This renders any real privacy claims moot. It's trivially easy to sketch out a legislative compromise where Congress will allow Apple to protect strong on-device encryption so long as every user is required to up their devices to a server accessible to law enforcement. End quote. In my mind, I don't know how the three of you feel on this, but in my mind, that kind of is the happiest compromise. The encryption on the device remains strong. You back everything up to a server anyway. And let's be honest, in this cloud server connected era that we're in, everyone does. And if it's already on someone else's server, then technically you've, by default, given consent for it to be secured under someone else's rules.
3: See, I don't know, because like, I just got a new cell phone uh, from my company. Uh, they gave me a Galaxy S6, which, you know, kind of a bummer I didn't start a few months down the road, because I'd like an S7, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but they actually specifically said, you do not back up this device to anything. Uh, you, you do not use any cloud services to back up your device, uh, because reasons and they gave me the reasons so but that's that's a full device
1: backup let's say an apple user is using iMessage by default that's going through apple servers yeah so then you don't have if if colin who uses an iphone um is using iMessage and his device is encrypted and the government wants access to the messages they don't have to go to his phone right if you're backing Mm -hmm. up your photos with uh, google's photo app it's automatically backing up to your Picasa account.
3: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I mean you know, there's still, you know, there are there are instances where you don't want you have stuff on your device and you do not want it backed up.
2: And and I think a lot of enterprise companies, you know, as they grow and as their security enhances, they get to that point. I mean, it's ridiculous how much um Data can be easily linked about it, where a company is going by just a flick of a finger because someone hacked in and and grabbed some information
1: Well, that's why you usually use a secure email server that's stored in your bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I would that just like nice. to point out I would just like to point out there are no reports of Hillary's emails ever getting hacked. Few other government agencies can claim that. Zahner just stewing over there. I can it's, see it. It doesn't change the fact that she's a felon. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The reason I, I link this headline to the one previous, and I, I kind of brought this up in the episode with Squishy, but this must be a really confusing time for government employees. On one hand, you have President Obama, who just signed a $1.9 billion grant to help increase our cybersecurity for the nation. And on the other hand, you have people within the government asking them to add backdoors into our cybersecurity. It's kind of a uh, contradiction there. I look, we need you to give a backdoor into these phones, but only make it so the U.S. Justice Department can do it. We don't wanna, want any Chinese people hacking in. Can you do that? You can do that, right? Just put like a, a race filter uh, on <laughs> the <laughs> exploit.
2: <laughs> like I must be this, oh, this wow. round to <laughs> <laughs>
3: but what does that do for the russians oh that you're doesn't right. keep the russians out you're right
1: add a breathalyzer if there's any <laughs> vodka on the breathalyzer. yeah i was gonna well, say their blood alcohol
3: that. content's gotta be below like three percent vodka they're gonna
1: when they're done with this uh hack tool only the westboro baptist church will be That's able to use scary. it <laughs> they are now also the nsa Oh, that's
3: an awful, awful thought.
1: Yes, it is. Hey, let's go into some other Apple thoughts. Um, We had Mobile World Congress this week, and we're going to get into it. But first, there is news that uh, Apple will be announcing a four-inch iPhone and a new smaller iPad.
3: I thought everything was going bigger. I
2: thought so, too.
3: Why are we going smaller now?
2: Because... People are never satisfied.
0: Gotten to the, this is a good question, though. <laughs> we've reached the size of everyone's largest pockets. We've got to go backwards now. <laughs> the fashion industry has fought back.
2: <laughs> well, there, there gets to be a point when women can't fit their phones in their purses anymore.
0: My wife's doing a lot of online shopping for clothes nowadays. And anything that has those fake pockets immediately returned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would send anything back with fake pockets just out of principle like suit jackets have fake pockets really do
0: in women's fashion it's weird how
3: many, how many times have you seen me wear a suit Zook suits are reserved for job interviews and funerals you, mm. yeah never yeah I don't do suits <laughs> considering I've never
1: hired suit. you and I've never died so yeah I guess I've never seen it
3: yes that is true
1: um, yeah, they're going announce- to be launching this um, on March 21st, which is great because they're going to court against the FBI on the 22nd. So that'll be hilarious.
3: That'll be an exciting week.
1: Indeed. Um, also in Apple News, remember a few years ago when uh, they were going against Samsung and they were awarded $120 million in damages for Samsung copying everything about iOS and the iPhone and the original Galaxy phone?
3: Yes. That got thrown we out. We talked at that ad nauseum. Yeah. yeah. So, what on what grounds was that thrown out? How did that all come to be? Um, they, they found... Well, this particular
1: judge found that it was Apple who infringed on Samsung instead. So, this not only invalidates the entire ruling, meaning that Samsung doesn't have to pay anything, they also found that Apple actually owes Samsung a little over
3: $150,000. So, go check the couch cushions in the lobby. I'm confused why this still matters. Principles?
1: I mean, seriously, is there some long-stewing battle between Apple and Xerox that I don't know about for Apple coming out with a mouse when it was Xerox who developed it?
3: I have no clue.
1: Because I don't think there is.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't know, dude. Yeah, I like
1: your Aquaman action figure.
3: Yeah, he's replacing me on the show tonight. He looks high.
2: <laughs> he looks. <laughs> did staked. you did you draw his face on?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's one of those. Um, I don't know Fisher Price Aquaman figures.
1: Yeah, well, he looks stoned.
3: Imagine next.
1: He's stoned out of his gourd. That'll make the uh, Aquaman movie better than anything.
3: It's Jason Momoa. It's going to be awesome. But no, I, I'm dead serious. I understand.
1: You know, we brought it up ad nauseum at the very first few episodes of our of our show five years ago. Yes, the iPhone and the Samsung Galaxy look identical. But that was five years ago. Who really cares? The Galaxy doesn't look like that anymore. The TouchWiz interface doesn't look like that anymore. The iOS interface doesn't even look like that anymore even though it looks closer. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's no longer an issue.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. You, we keep hearing about these old lawsuits between Samsung and Apple that have been going on as long as we've been doing our show, which some days feels like a long time. Um especially when I'm reading headlines about this nonsense. And I I think you're exactly right when you pose the question, what does it matter at this point? It's like Hillary Clinton. At this point, what difference does it make? Not quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, go ahead. (laughs)
1: I, I, I'm assuming you mean, what difference does it make that she kept an email server at this point? I, I, or, or maybe you mean, what difference does she make at this point? I can't really tell, yes, knowing that's your political I was affiliation. Going to ask.
3: No, I'm talking, about App, I'm talking about Apple and Samsung. What difference does it make? Yeah. I was just quoting her from one of her most horrifically callous testimonies ever. Tell us how you really feel, her. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez.
2: laughs> Christ. Gonna have to eat that. <laughs> He says,
1: knowing feel. full well he'll never eat <laughs> it.
3: Never <laughs> See, I could. I've learned over the years. I can just say whatever I want. You're not going to stop it. I. So, I personally,
1: I, I, I want to throw this olive branch out to the Apple and Samsung attorneys. Why not just simply say damage done? You won't infringe on those again. And if either side decides to randomly, stupidly, come out with a retro edition, then they owe the other side money. If Samsung decides to stupidly come out with a retro Galaxy phone and, you know, has the UI from five years ago, then they owe Apple money. And the same goes in reverse. That makes perfect sense to me. Because at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. Did it really hurt sales that much? Samsung, guess what? You make more phones than make and sell more phones than any other company in the world now. Apple, guess what? The iPhone was an unmitigated success. And it still is, counterintuitively.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. I think they just got to let it go.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, let's move into some other mobile phone news. Again, it was Mobile World Congress. We were expecting to see a lot of stuff come out, and we did. And let's go to the two major ones, the two big hitters. LG and Samsung. This was kind of the WTF year for me. I don't know if you guys were following it, but um so LG brought out the new G five. And they let things leak ahead of time, like they do. Oh, there's an always on display. Oh, that's cool. Ooh, here's the here's a phone case that'll allow you to see who's calling. Kind of like the dot matrix display of the old HTC M eight. You know, the HTC One. Only this Uh one you can actually touch. It's touch sensitive. That's pretty cool. Ooh, uh, removable battery comes out the bottom. Okay, that's okay. That's pretty cool. With a magic slot. Don't know what that means, but
3: sure. And then they launched it. Batteries just keep coming out is what it is. You take out one battery and another battery follows. You make it sound like the Duggars. Um,
1: But no. I actually (laughs) thought it was going to be a Deadpool reference. Oh. (laughs) Um, yeah, so here's the deal. The entire bottom of the phone breaks off and slides out, taking with it the battery. Innovative. Interesting. Um, from there, you can then put different attachments in to replace it and kind of just slap them into the bottom. It's kind of cool in its theory. However, the only accessories that they've shown off so far is a, uh, an amplified audio speaker. Which is great when you want to annoy people around you with a really loud YouTube video. While on the train. While on a train, yes. Um, or there's the camera attachment, which doesn't have a camera. Instead, it kind of adds a thicker hold um, to the bottom of it, so it's it's more camera-like. It has an additional battery, which is kind of cool, um, and a shutter button and scroll wheel. But no camera? Again, no camera. No, it still uses the, the phone's onboard okay. camera. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, most inexplicably, a drone controller. It looks like a BB-8 knockoff. It rolls around and terrorizes your cats. And it can be controlled using this accessory that slaps into the bottom of the LG G5. Who was asking for
3: these things? (laughs) I love just the absolute look of... Almost horror and perplexed questioning. I love LG. I have a
1: G three. I was planning on getting a G five, when when I finally have paid this thing off because it served me so well. Uh, My wife's G two before it was an excellent phone, and everything I've heard about the G four says it has the best camera of any mobile phone ever. You know, so I thought LG just you know the world was theirs, and then it comes out with this. I'm like. I, there's a, it has a smaller battery than the G4. It has a smaller screen than the G4. And it basically has the same camera. The only thing that's improved is the, uh, the the processor slightly faster, and it has more memory. Oh, no, wait. No, it has the same memory as the G4. It also doesn't even have the secondary display that the V10 has, that Schmidty's V10 has, which is just really awesome.
2: Zook, this is its first steps to becoming more like BlackBerry.
1: Oh, no. oh. See, and here's what could be cool. Maybe it's just too early. Maybe there's going to be a case manufacturer like Mophie, right? And they make a specialized juice box just for the G5. You take out the stock battery, right? And you slide this case onto it. And it's an entire back case that also slides into the battery case and it replaces the entire battery. And then you just cap it off at the top, right? That could be a good idea. What, what, do you think anyone's going to make something that cool? Or
3: Maybe in two years. Yes. Just as it's exiting the life cycle, like for good. I. Then we had
0: Samsung.
1: <laughs> Samsung released the S7 and the S7 Edge. The S7 Edge is a 5.5-inch screen. The S7 is like a 5.1. Again, everything's shrinking. It's kinda of like what we were talking about with the iPhone. Why is everything getting smaller?
3: <laughs> I'm not getting answer that. It's cold, okay? I just came out of the pool. It's cold. <laughs> but surely
1: people didn't find the larger screens less useful, right?
3: Well this brings me up this brings up a question that I have because I didn't get a chance to see a lot of news out of MWC, so if if I missed it, please let me know but i didn't see a lot of like big tablet reveals which makes me question is the tablet dead because we're not really for the last few years there hasn't been any like groundbreaking tablet news
2: i've actually seen a lot of articles on that and and the death of tablets and really i thought personally that that i would be a big tablet user but every time i get a new tablet it's oh this is cool for a couple days and then i set it down and i never touch it again
3: Well, and I think part of that, though, is phones have gotten to the size where it's not really necessary to have a tablet. What's the difference between a six-inch phone and a seven-inch tablet? Yeah. Other than a lack of convenience and a little bit more screen real estate. But I kind of was thinking that, oh, the bigger phones, we're going to start, you know, that's leading to the death of tablets. Okay, makes sense. We're going to keep seeing this trend continue. But no, it's like the exact opposite. They're all going small again.
1: Well now, see, here's what's interesting. I recently got a new Windows tablet. I had an eight inch Windows tablet, kept failing. If you listen to episode number two fifty four with Squishy, you'll understand the the drama behind that. But they replaced it with a ten and a half inch screen tablet. Right. And I just recently got the the keyboard dock for it as well. Picked it up for a steal on Amazon. Yay Amazon. Um and it's great because it's a full Windows computer in a tablet. Full-blown one. And uh-huh. then I slap it into its keyboard dock, and now it's a it's a netbook, basically. And then I re- take it out, reverse it on the screen, now it's a movie screen. I plug in my Xbox One controller to it, and now it's my Xbox. And it works perfectly on it. I can fold it up, I can use it as a tent. Not like a literal tent, you flip it over okay. and it's like a freestanding tent display, if you've used anything like it, you know what I'm talking about, but it's a tablet that is basically replacing my laptop. It's kind of like, well, why am I, I, I have a laptop for work. I leave it docked in to its docking station at work. Most of the time when I go into meetings, I don't use the laptop anymore. Why would I, I have this tiny thing that can do everything my laptop can and more. So it's almost like people have kind of realized that large Android tablets aren't useful What can a large Android tablet do that your more powerful Android phone can't? If nothing, then why carry it? And now that Windows tablets have finally, finally become more useful, and Windows 10 is here for it as well, now that that's taking the place, why carry around a heavy-duty Windows laptop to do stuff that your Windows tablet can do? So I think it's a, it's kind of a reverse trickle-down. It's almost a trickle-up now. The more powerful phones can be smaller, and they can stop selling Android tablets because now Windows tablets are on there. That's killing the the Windows laptop market instead. That's just my oh. take on it, though.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. I, I get that.
1: that th- there is one flying this perfect ointment, and that is Apple users. And I'm not trying to say that to make fun of them or anything... But they are the one demographic I find that have like the iPhone Plus, right, the huge one, and then they also break out the iPad. That's only like two and a half inches different from it, mm-hmm. and I know quite a few people like that, and so they're the, they're the um, the one where this theory does not fit.
2: And and I think that's only with some. Apple users, like me as an Apple user, I, I really don't care for an iPad. I don't use it. I don't have a purpose for it. Um, while one of my coworkers, he has to have every single iPad device. He is that devoted fan. So as soon as the iPad Pro came out, he went and jumped on that. As soon as you know the new iPhone comes out, he will have that within you know the first day. Um, but I never see him. Oh, Constantly using those devices, it's just a purchase, and then they're not always ever used.
1: Hmm. Nathan, you mentioned that uh, you had to adopt your wife's technology when you married her. Yeah, she
0: pretty much just has the uh, the computer and the phone. Oh, and she's got a laptop that she uses for work, and so she doesn't. We don't have an iPad. I've never actually used one. So better
1: man for it. Better man for it. I believe so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So now you two have shot. You two have shot a hole. In my theory, that shot a hole in my previous theory.
3: Shots fired all oh, over the place. Welcome.
1: It's wholeception.
3: Your theories are just holes, dude.
1: I'm giving an <laughs> angry face. Okay. <laughs> so, um, WhatsApp. Can anyone tell me what WhatsApp is?
2: It's a messaging app for teenagers pretty much
1: well they're ending support for blackberry nokia and other older operating systems which i think is probably the final nail in the coffin that says hey nokia blackberry teenagers aren't using you stop trying
3: you know i i like how you kind of set calling up to provide that response so that you could then use his response to destroy them. That makes me proud, Zook. If it makes you feel I any
1: better, that. Colin, I actually didn't know what they were. I was just planning <laughs> on destroying them no matter what you said.
2: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> for all I know, nice. WhatsApp was like you know something that turned your uh, your phone into a defibrillator for life-saving emergencies.
2: <laughs> I- you know, that. I've actually seen it popping up on like, Tinder as a means of communication for bots. Because bots get caught so quickly on Uh, On Tinder, they'll use WhatsApp uh, as a profile link, and then you go over there and they'll send their little spam bot messages.
1: So, how often are you on Tinder, Colin? (coughs)
2: Let's (laughs) not talk about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Glue, if you want a horror story. It's funny how in Utah,
2: Tinder Tinder is
0: actually used for dating, but outside of Utah, it's not.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's just hookups galore.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a 16 year old girl in my neighborhood, and I saw her. I need, to, I need to i need to word this very carefully i didn't see <laughs> yes, her on do. tinder i saw her using tinder like what so are spying you doing on it. oh yeah no it's just it's fun it's a fun way to meet people and you chat with them like no no you know what that's for right yeah for for meeting new people yeah and then screwing them
2: <laughs> especially since it has a age limit of 18 plus
1: <laughs> suddenly i mentioned that, screwing that her, and add her good mom doesn't want me within 50 yards of the house and yeah huh. go fig I'm always at the wrong time uh, okay so yeah that's great Awkward. facebook brought out animated emojis as a reaction to things so no longer can you just have thumbs up you can now have angry face and poop and i don't know no, there's
3: no poop there's no poop I am very disappointed in that. No poop, Facebook? There is no poop. That's a show title if ever there was one. There is like, love, ha-ha, wow, sad, and angry. And I am angry that they do not have a poop emoji.
1: Angry burning poop. That needs to be a reaction.
3: I'll tell you what. If they had a poop emoji, I would spend all day long on Facebook going through... Pooping on everybody's Facebook posts. A poop to you, sir, and a poop to you, and a poop to you. Hey, Mom,
1: that's a great recipe from BuzzFeed you just shared. Poop.
3: <laughs> I, I'd be like the Oprah Winfrey of poop emojis. You get a poop, and you get a poop. <laughs> Everyone gets a poop.
1: It's what dry, it, It's what ties us together as the human race. We all eat, yes. and we all poop. Yes. Okay, um, real quick here. We have a new malware making the rounds, the CTB Locker. This just sounds bad.
3: It really does, and it's spreading like crazy, too, from what I understand. It's kind
1: of like the crypto wall, which I got hacked with. And, yeah. Okay, so long story short, people, because we don't really need to tell you what it is. It encrypts your stuff, and you're screwed. If the FBI can't catch these people, if a sheriff's department who got hit with it can't get find these people if a hospital had to pay the ransom then if you get hit with this just pay the ransom or wipe your system and hope that you weren't hooked into a network like i was when it hits
3: yeah that's actually a really good point my mom got it at her office somebody emailed her something that she thought was a client and no it wasn't it was this and it hit their servers not a good day for the IT
1: people. Yeah, glad I didn't get hired for IT there.
3: <laughs> if you had, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Probably, but
1: or maybe it would have gotten happen. It would have happened faster, considering I did get hit with it.
3: That that's true.
1: Uh, and our final headline is the Microsoft Hololens, which I am super excited for. Pre-orders are starting coming up here at the end of this month. So, considering we're recording this now, it's the twenty uh, eighth. It'll be the twenty ninth tomorrow it's this I, is generally how it works it, it well no not not always only once every four I, years i know well then explain yourself honor
3: i was trying to be a jerk to you okay i haven't been able to be a jerk to you for a month I've i missed know. it you've been jonesing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, um anyway so these will be developer kits they cost three grand each they are much smaller and much more svelte and compact than those original Hololens we ever we saw at the demonstration. So they've really done a lot of work in miniaturizing the tech. And honestly, 3K is not horrible when you consider how much like Microsoft—sorry, not Microsoft—a a Google Glass was. The developer kits for those—that's actually almost a bargain.
3: How could you not get it at that price? <laughs>
1: Okay, Colin, Just you're shaking saying. your head no, but I happen to know that laptop you use was like 15 grand, so you can shove it.
3: <laughs> oh, so sad. Ooh, well, who's feeling like being on, a jerk now, dude? Come
2: on, look at look at those glasses on those guys on the article. <laughs> they look absolutely ridiculous.
1: Have you seen a Google Glass in the wild?
2: Never in my life I have I seen a Google Glass in the wild. And
1: I'm sorry people, if you have one, you look like a tool so these guys don't well these ones do but i happen to know that the hololens is not yet intended for walking around in public like this
2: you see these just look like your typical nerds trying to look cool with even bigger my question is
0: if i put them on is my hair going to (laughs) go out
2: like that
1: i know the hair does not help (laughs) it does not help at all
0: a joke that you obviously is not going to work on the podcast
1: well, you know, people can check out the link. I okay, people. If you're going to have a Hololens, I want a Hololens. Just act cool with it, okay? Don't hold your hand out like they're currently cupping or cradling some giant <laughs> with <laughs> your hair that long, because you're just asking for ridic- ridicule.
2: You know, that's women aren't going to want to wear this because it's just going to leave this huge ring in their hair. That's <laughs> sexist. I worse,
3: it's going to be worse than. I'm hat just hair. saying
2: it's. <laughs> It's a true fact. You know it.
1: <laughs> I'm shaking my head in disgust at all of nothing. you. This is the future. Embrace it. Okay, um... <laughs> <laughs> favorites my favorite this week is actually kind of an old one it's almost seven years old i can't believe it but i just found it um someone linked it to me it's the the chatty duelists which is a scene from the princess bride it's where in uh, inigo and wesley are fighting atop a cliff face uh, it's one of the greatest duel scenes in movie history it's really great not just because of the fighting but because of the actual dialogue of them kind of quipping back and forth And it's made only better by someone who was learning how to use the graphics effects suite that came with their computer uh, for a class or something. And it's it's lightsabers. It's very well done lightsabers. And this duel is better than most of the duels you'll see in Star Wars.
3: My favorite is actually something that you have to go to Cleveland to do. But, hey, if you're in Cleveland for a month. I'm sorry. If you have crappy Internet and nothing else to do. You need to go check out the house from A Christmas Story. You all know the A Christmas Story, the cult classic from 1983, tells the story of Ralphie getting a Red rider BB gun for Christmas. There is the house that they actually filmed the movie out there that is now a museum, and it is amazing. So go check it out. Uh, cost about ten, twelve bucks to go through it. Forty-five minute tour. Plus, you can buy a leg lamp. And let's face it, who doesn't want a leg lamp? Everyone's wife. <laughs> yeah, that, well, besides her. Besides her. Nobody wants the warm glow of electric sex illuminating the neighborhood from their front window. I don't know why, except men. <laughs> hey, Colin's speechless. I got nothing. <laughs> Nathan,
2: go.
0: Uh, my favorite is actually a novel that came out by a good friend of mine, J.F. Dubow, that's D U B E A U. Yes, it's French. Fancy. Uh, he wrote Fancy. the book. Yes, French is his first language, by the way. So, anyhow, he wrote the life engineered, and it just barely came out on sale um, on Amazon, and is also available on uh, Inkshares, which is a crowdfunding publishing site. So, you can buy it on either either spot. Uh, it's several or thousands of years in the future. Humans have mysteriously disappeared, and artificial intelligence is basically the new life form and the book is within their society. So it's a good read. Check it out.
2: All right. And then mine is, we just had the big um, celebration of 20 years, which uh, they finally announced for Pokemon sun and moon. So we should be hearing more information on that coming up at the uh, Nintendo direct conference. Um, And I'm looking forward to, some more Pokemons. You gotta I, catch them all, right? I
1: just can't figure out why Colin can't find a girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all know that it's every girl's dream to fall in love with a Pokemon master.
1: There's only one girl I've ever known <laughs> who would say that. She's married. And she used to be on this podcast. <laughs> Alright, well that oh, is yeah, our for show me. for this week Hey, let us know what you're thinking Feedback at droids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK Follow us on Twitter, friend us on Facebook uh, Something having to do with Google Plus And until next time, cheers
2: Okay. Adios Thanks for having me This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production